You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. pastor shared on Sunday um, before MSG last year, early in November, God began to speak to us and started saying, get back to purpose. That's get back to purpose. Get back to my plan. Get back to my will. Praise God. You notice I'm interchanging the words. Get back to my agenda. Get back to my intentions. Praise God. And let's have um, Philippians 3 verse 1. Apostle Paul speaking. Philippians 3 verse 1 says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Now, why would God be repeating the same thing? Pastors use two services to dwell on that topic. And early January, now we have come back to this now. God is talking about what he said is not all power. But that there's that side of him that talks about his plan. God has a plan for everything he will do in your life. God has a plan. And for God to bring this word back again, it means that good is the beginning of the year. God is drawing our attention to bring us back to that place. Go back to my will. Go back to my purpose. Go back to my intentions. Go back to my plan for you. Go back to my agenda for you. Praise the Lord. We heard last Sunday that God has a plan for every one of us. God has a plan for every area of your life. Whatever is the border in your hearts right now, God has a plan for it. God has a process for it. God has a timing for it. All that falls within the purvey of his what? His plan and his purposes. Praise the Lord. So, like Apostle Paul is saying here, so it's, he said what? Rejoice in the Lord. So, the word I bring to you now is to rejoice that God has brought this word back to you. Because he's concerned about it. He wants you to finish well. Praise the Lord. Um, I, I think it's Pastor, was it two Wednesdays ago or so, that he talked about Benihim, the Benihim video. Listen, if you watch that video, what Benihim started talking about, he was saying that, okay, that he wants to finish well. And because God wants you to finish well, he's bringing this word back to you. I can tell you that God's agenda is, this is God's agenda. The word of God is God's will. The word of God is God's purpose. The word of God is God's intentions. Praise God. And anyone that saw that video, saw that Ben he said he now reads his Bible three times a year. Why? Because he wants to finish well. God is repeating this word because he wants you to finish well. Praise God. Okay, I wrote here, I said, so we should rejoice in the Lord for bringing back this word to us because he wants to bring us to a place of what? Safety. Praise the Lord. Now, I checked the meaning of agenda and there was one definition I saw in um, one of the dictionaries that I checked that caught my attention. It says a secret aim or reason for doing something. 
You know, it's the agenda. It says a list of things you want to do, right? But this one says a secret aim or reason for doing something. God's ways, his ways are not our ways. Let's look at um, Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. God's agenda, they're not, for example, now, um, crude oil. Do you get it on the surface? You need to drill. So it's in the secret, right? Praise God. So you need to make an effort to get to God's will, even though it's there for you. Praise God. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. Praise God. The way you and I think naturally is not the way God thinks. God's agenda, God's plans and purposes are not the way, because you can plan and plot the graph of your life. But God has an agenda for you in Christ Jesus. The day you got born again, you enter, you, you have enlisted into that plan. Praise God. And if you enter into that plan, let me even just jump myself. If you enter into that plan and you still begin to entertain the original plans you had, which are not in sync with that, it will be like uh, Apostle Paul. When our Lord Jesus was speaking to him, to him on the road to Damascus, when he had that encounter, he said, why are you kicking against the goats? That's your kicking against... Imagine standing in front of Zuma Rock and you're kicking against it. Just picture that. So this is your plan. And this is Zuma Rock. Can you go through? Praise God. I often tell people, I say, once you get born again, you have entered one chance. One chance with God. In the sense that it's only God's glory that must be seen in your life. God will block anything that will not give him glory in your life because you're born again. And then the other part is the enemies against you. Praise God. So you might as well just yield to him. Praise the Lord. Okay. I said that if God plans, if for sending our Lord Jesus was out there in the open, the devil would not have crucified the Lord of glory. I'm just trying to make us understand the mystery of God's will, mystery of God's plan for you, mystery of God's plan in everything you desire in Christ. Joseph had a dream, right? He must have plotted and thought how it might work out. Praise God. But God had a plan and a process and a timing for that plan to come to reality. Praise the Lord. Now, but God wants us to be minded of that his plan. Praise Jesus. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 2, 7 to 8. Praise the Lord. He says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We speak what? Now, do you see that it ties with that definition of agenda? We speak the wisdom of God, what? In what? A mystery. It's a secret. In Sunday school, we are going through what? The mysteries of the kingdom of God. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Eight. Which none of the rulers, I turned that rulers of this age, I turned it to which no one thinking in the way the world thinks, we're able to see. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Praise God. Now, so what is God's plan for you? That's a question anybody will ask. Now, God's plan is very clear for everyone. Let's go to um, Jeremiah 29. It's a scripture everybody knows. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. Okay, now let's see it in the NLT. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. 
anything you desire in Christ, whatever is that issue, whatever that matter is now in Christ, it's God's plan to give it to you. Praise God. Because he says there are plans of good and not of what? Disaster, not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Now, let me stop before we continue. But let's go back to New King James. I just use NLT to bring out, to show us that it is plans, right? God has a plan for you. Say it now to yourself, God has a plan for me. Now, let it not be general. That issue that you have in your mind right now, God has a plan for you concerning it. Say it to yourself. You know what that issue? Mention it. The Holy Spirit is there. He has a plan for you concerning it. Praise the Lord. Now, to give us thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give, off, give you a future and a hope. 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. How does that sound? Is it not like he's repeating the same thing? Then you will call upon me, Abby. Then you go and pray to me and I will listen to you. So that means it's what? A continuous thing. That's the point I'm trying to bring out there. Let's look at Hebrews 12 verse 2. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The message translation, please. It says, keep your eyes on Jesus. Can you see Jesus physically now? You know? Keep your eyes where? Keep your eyes on the plan of God. This is the plan of God. This is the will of God, right? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Who both began and finished this race we are in. Study how he did it. Do you notice that this can tie to that Jeremiah 29 verse 12? Pray to me. You're keeping your eyes. You say, call on me. Because as you keep looking, if you're looking at this, do you have time to look at what the challenges are? No, check. If you're sincere concerning this, and you're doing this consciously, consistently, the problems around you matter. Why? Because you're keeping your eyes on him. Jesus kept his eyes. He said he set his eyes what? Like a flint. He was going to Jerusalem where they were going to deal with him, Abby. He set his eyes there. And we're being encouraged now to do what? Keep our eyes on him. See how he did it. Praise the Lord. Because he kept his eyes on the plan of God concerning his life then, he was able to despise the shame. Because if you don't keep your eyes on it, on him, you will not be able to despise the shame. The shame will just begin to grow. The issue will begin to grow. Praise the Lord. I said here, I said, God has a plan for everyone. And the plan is in the word himself. Since it is his plan, only he can bring it to pass. And our part in this is to have faith in God. Meaning, have faith in his person. Praise God. Now, how does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the scripture we just looked at in Hebrews says we should do what? Keep our eyes looking onto Jesus, the author and finish. We just keep what? Looking at him. Even the um, example I mentioned earlier that the spirit of God dropped in my heart, praying concerning that brother. Snakes beat the Israelites, right? Moses cried to God. God said, okay, go and make a brazen serpent. And what should the people do? They should keep gazing at what? And as they keep gazing at the brazen serpent, they'll be healed. Now, but there's nowhere in that scripture where it says that when Moses did it, as the people were looking, that the snakes were disappearing. That means the problems were still there, mounting up. 
But God is calling us to is keep gazing. Keep looking at my will. Keep looking at my will. Okay, you're in that situation. It's looking very bad. Looking very grave. Right? Remember, God says in every situation you're in, my thoughts and plans for you are plans of good and not of evil. To give you a future and an expected end. God's expected end for you is a good one. But what those pressures come to do at that time is for you to take your eyes away from that plan. The challenge there is to keep your eyes on him. Okay, before we go go ahead, let's go to um, Isaiah 26 verse 3. Good. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is what? Stayed. Whose eyes is focused on who? The will. Now, the challenges you and I have, all they want to do is to take our gaze away from him. Praise God. Now, for us, the word that came on Sunday made us understand, okay, yeah, we're born again. And you now see a scripture that says, okay, this is what God can do for you. And you hold on to that part. But the other part of God, you're not holding on to it. Because you're not looking fully at the word. You're not looking fully at the whole agenda of God. Like Apostle Paul says, I did not stop or did not cease to show you what the whole counsel of God. Praise God. Now he says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Now let's look at the practical situation. You have a challenge. You have plans and the things are not now falling in place, right? Now, all the negative things that are happening will just be flooding your mind right now but he says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him your mind is now being drawn left right and center he's going hey why i hear he goes here you next thing you see a news that relates to that but it's a negative news you begin to extrapolate you begin to project ah this is likely what's going to do you understand now trying to put this scripture in, uh, in practice let's look at um we'll come back to it let's go look at um second corinthians 10 5 i'll go back to what we're talking about the intentions of god because all these are god's intentions concerning you he says casting down argument let's kjv please casting down every imagination what we're talking about is keeping your eyes on God's agenda. You see, God has an agenda for you. The battle here for you now as you're here looking at me is, is your mind stayed on that agenda of God for you concerning that thing. Now, but know clearly that the enemy will bring all those thoughts based on one thing that has happened. You hear one thing or the other and your mind just strays and you begin to project. What you should do is do what? Reign in your thoughts. How do you rein it in? Cast, you declare these words. You cast down every imagination. What I say often is, I cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts is, itself against the knowledge of God in my life concerning this area. Now, but the folly I had then was, after I said that, what I've done is, I've disarmed the enemy. But in this life, there's no vacuum. You've disarmed him. Your mind is now like, um, how do they say, tabula rasa. It's, it's empty. Thoughts will come back. Thoughts will definitely come back. I don't know if it's only me it happens to. Listen, you declare the scripture. You have declared it 
clear, then it's because he must obey it. He must come to you. You bring in every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's the highest. It's cleared, but it's open. So what do you set your mind on? That's when you take the word of God concerning that matter and hold it. If your mind stays on that word, peace will come. That's that other scripture. Let's go back to that scripture. I just needed to use that to explain how we just stay. Listen, you can declare this scripture and live yourself like that. You have declared it. And you con- but to continue, your mind needs to what? Stay. You see, he will keep in perfect peace. Who wants the peace of the Lord that passes all understanding? Who has one challenge or the other now? Let me see your hand that you're trusting God for. Let me see your hand. Good. It hasn't come through yet, Abby. But your mind needs to stay on his will concerning that thing. He said he will keep in perfect what? Peace. Perfect peace does not mean that everything is all okay. But that peace is because what? Jesus said in this world you have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have what? Overcome. So that peace comes from him. From the prince of peace. But your mind must be stayed on that word. Praise God. Your mind must be stayed on God's agenda. God's intention concerning that matter. For that season. Understand. Pastor told us clearly that you see. God's plans. His agenda. His will concerning that matter. He has a process. There's timing for it. So, But if your mind stays on it. Like Joseph's mind stayed on it in Egypt. Even in the prison. His mind stayed on it. Right? That's why he was able to bear the fruit of the spirit. You cannot bear the fruit of the spirit. If your mind is not stayed on him. It is not possible. Let's go back to this scripture. If you don't get anything this evening. Because the battlefield is where? It's in your mind. Listen. It says as a man does what? Thinketh. As a man does what? Thinketh. So is he. So if you think the highways of God. You walk on the highways of God. But it's a battle. It just occurred to me now. All that thing Benin said that he now reads his Bible three times a year. That's a lot of time and he's doing all that. He's cut off television subscriptions and all that. Right? It's to keep his, so that all that fills him is what? The matter of the word. Something happens. A scripture drops. As it drops, stay on it. Thoughts will definitely come to do what? To take you away from God's intention concerning that matter. Pastor has told us here. See, the devil is not after your, your business, your health and all that. He wants to take you away from God's process. And once you go through the route of God's process, you, God will gain glory. He doesn't want God to gain glory. But if your mind is stayed on him. Listen, I'm doing this on purpose because it takes your focus, your whole gaze on him. Because a lot of things are going to distract you. You might live here now. You see... And as all this information, different things pop up on your phone. Maybe it's CNN, you hear one news that is related to the line of business you do. Your mind starts what? Projecting. Listen, remember this. Let your mind be what? Be stayed. Yes, that has happened. You're not denying that it did not happen. You wanted something, it didn't come true. But what does God say? God says that my thoughts concerning that thing, so long as it's according to my will for you, eh, is a good one convince you as you're thinking of that you're trying to convince yourself that god is good to me even in this situation 
You see what I'm saying? It's a battle. That's why we says, it says, um, fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight. Say it, it's a fight. It's a fight to keep my mind stayed on God. But you know, the way life is, if you keep doing this, what the enemy does is like, even with our Lord Jesus, he came to tempt him. And how did the scripture end that um, story? It says he he left Jesus, our Lord Jesus, for an opportune time. But because our Lord Jesus was filled with the matter of the word, it was until the garden of Gethsemane when he came back again. How much more you and I? Praise God. We need to do what? Keep our minds stayed on him this year. We're in perilous times. Like Pastor was saying, see, these are the last of the last of the last days that we're in. It's not that things are going to get better. Know that clearly. But for you in Christ Jesus, be of good cheer. He has overcome. He will keep taking you from glory to glory, from glory to glory. Listen, he made a difference between the Israelites and the Egyptians in the land of Goshen. Things were bad. But God made a difference. And God is ready to make a difference for you. Only if your mind is what? Stayed on his will. Stayed on his intentions for you. Every area of your life, God has an intention. God has an agenda. God has a plan of how to get you to that point. But the key thing is that your mind must be what? Stayed on him. See, it wasn't an accident that Pastor stumbled upon that Benin video. Even when Pastor sent it to me and I watched it, because when I saw Benny Hinn, I was just thinking, what was Pastor doing it? Benny Hinn. But when I listened to the beat, I knew this was an encounter. This is an end time message coming from somebody who's always talking about healing. If you listen to it, no, he didn't talk about healing. He wants to finish well. God wants you to finish well. That's why this word is coming to you. If you want to finish well, your mind must be what? Stayed on him. Let it not be a cliche. Our brother, Pastor Joshua, was leading prayer yesterday. He said that this year, if he was praying for 30 minutes, he's going to take it to one hour. Listen, if you are doing five minutes, take it to 10 minutes. Praise God. Because see, the enemy we have, I'm not here to talk about him. The guy is not resting. Praise God. We need to press into righteousness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's go to um, Ephesians 1. It's a long read, 1 to 12. Let's first read it in the New King James. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in the Father's church and faithful in Christ Jesus. Two, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Just keep noticing his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Hallelujah. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Continue. By which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, 
having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he proposed in himself. Continue. That in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him, who works, this is where I'm going to, who works all things, who works all things, who works all things according to the counsel of what? According to the counsel of what? Change that word, that will to what? His plan, his agenda, his intention. He works all things, all. He has all power, but he works all things according to the counsel of his will. Okay, now let's go back to verse 1 in the NLT. As I'm reading, you're also reading. It says, sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. What we're doing is washing us by the water of the word. Amen? It says, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's holy people in the Father's church who are faithful followers of Jesus Christ. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Say amen. Amen. All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Continue. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Awesome. This is what he wanted to do and he gave him great pleasure. Continue. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Thank you, Jesus. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. His own, his own for you, for me. Amen. Continue. And this is the plan. This is what? The plan. You see, this same thing is what you saw in Jeremiah 29, 11. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. 11. It now says, furthermore, because we, you and I, are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us, what? In advance... And he makes, he makes everything. He makes everything. He makes everything. He makes everything. Let this ring in your mind. Whatever the issue it is. God makes that issue. Work according to what? His plan, not your plan. No wonder he said in Jeremiah 29, 11 that then you will call on me. Then you will pray to me. Because he knows that if you come once and go, you might forget. What's that scripture in James that says, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. What you see in the perfect law of liberty is the the word of God you're seeing in the mirror now. It's like a mirror. If you, there is tendency to forget. 
But you need to do, keep going back. Keep your eyes focused on him. Keep your eyes focused on him because he does what? Listen, I think that was a sermon pastor preached. He says God has no emotions. That God is not emotional. When he concerns his will, you cry, you rake, you do whatever you like. His will remains what? So why don't I, early this year, today is the 17th of January, do what? Set my mind, decide that this year is me and his plan. That's what God is calling us to because he wants you to finish well. Let me jump. Um, praise Jesus. Let's look at, um, let's see Acts twenty-two fourteen. Okay. He says, this was, um, this Apostle Paul, right? And um, I think it was Ananias that was speaking and talking about Paul. That's like you and I. He says, God of our fathers has chosen you. God has chosen you. That you should do what? Know his plan. That's why God got you saved. God has chosen you to do what? God has chosen me to do what? Know his will. Continue. You see, when I saw this, I was just so amazed. God doesn't just plan something and say, okay, do this. There's always a reward. Let's continue. Has chosen you that you should know his will and see the just one and hear the voice of his mouth. 15. For you will be his word. Witness. God wants to use you wherever you are as his witness. But God cannot bring you out there as his witness in that office, in that industry. If you do not know his will and you engage in it. Because he wants to use you as a witness there. See, God is not coming out there physically. When you appear there, God appears there. He says, know ye not that ye are gods. But what makes you God? It's the words that he's speaking to you that makes you gods. The word of God coming to you like it's coming to you now. As you receive it, you become, um, what word? You become Godhead in that area. As he enters you, as he comes spirit and life and enters you, you become Godhead in that area. Praise God. Not just you hear it too. You receive it. Like now we heard today, ah, that he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. And I heard that I must fight to keep my mind stayed on him because he said I should fight the good fight of faith that I may lay hold of what? Eternal life. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, no wonder somebody like um, Apostle Paul is because he had this understanding. He's someone that his mind was stayed on the word. Stayed on him that he understood that, okay, God works everything according to the counsel of his will. So, for example, now, God had told him when he arrested him that, oh, come and see, these are some of the things you will go through. Let's look at, um, okay, first, let's look at Acts 9.16. We're just using one example. A believer like you and I. Amen? Acts 9.16, what does it say? It says, for I will show you how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. This is talking about Apostle Paul, right? Okay, now let's look at um, Acts 22, 10. Then we look at 12 to 15. 10 first. And he says, for I said, what shall I do, Lord? This is Apostle Paul in, in that encounter. And the Lord said to me, arise, go into Damascus. There you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. Let's go to 12, verse 12. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man. God had told him that this is the person he's going to. The person will tell you. Amen. According to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwell there. 13. Came to me and he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. 
and at the same hour I looked up at him. 14. Then he said, the God of our fathers has chosen you. Now, do we see it? See the process. Now, this is God's plan being revealed to him. Now, if we... Let's also look at um, Acts 26. So, I'll just tie it up. Acts 26, 15. So, I said, who are you, Lord? This is Apostle Paul talking about that encounter on the road to Damascus. He said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Continue. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose. This is God's plan. To make you a minister and a witness, both to the things which you have seen and to the things which you, I will yet reveal to you. Now, this is now in the man's spirit because he was looking at it. He kept remembering that. So, when in the course of doing God's will, he found himself in the Philippian jail. Let's look at uh, um, Philippians 4 verse 4. See what he said. He was in the Philippian jail. What did he say? He was in the Philippian jail. Let us sink in. He said, rejoice in the Lord. He's the one, somebody in that situation is telling you that he's sitting, seated inside this AC auditorium thinking that your challenge, nobody has seen that type. This person telling you, admonishing you now to do what? Rejoice in the Lord what? Always. Again, I will say what? Rejoice. Why was he saying that? Because he kept his eyes, his mind stayed on God, on God's plan for him. Praise God. Because when your mind is stayed on him and you're seeing things this way, you will have reason to rejoice. Pastor teaching us the right time when he was sharing with us on vigilant thanksgiving. Listen, David was in a bad situation, right? Saul was after him. He ran to, uh, uh, what's his name, um, Abimelech. And he was doing as if he was a, a misfit and all that. But in that situation, after they drove him away, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. That's somebody like you, you and I. In that situation you are now, you can bless the Lord. You're not blessing the Lord because of that bad situation. You're blessing God that, that he is unchanging. That situation can change. Anything can change. Praise God. Any situation in life can change. But God, the Lord changes not. So in the Lord, you will bless him. Praise God. No, catch that. That situation you're looking at now is looking as if it's worse. In that place, encourage yourself in the Lord, your God, and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. Lord, I don't understand this situation, but because this situation is variable, but you are not variable. You are the Lord, you change it not. All power belongs to you. You are the first and the last. You're the beginning and the end. Before this problem started, you existed. You were there. At the end of it, you outlasted. So I will rejoice in the Lord, my God. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's the mindset. That God is calling you and I to at this time. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Your mind must be stayed on him. You see, I'm now seeing the, the wisdom of where you have this little memory verses that you see. If you just take one memory verse. So, if you want to take one memory verse today now. Take, he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Now, that scripture is not hanging out loose. It's not just hanging there. It's not hanging in the air. We understood here that you need to fight the good fight of faith. To do what? To keep your mind stayed on him. Because thoughts will come. When you drive on the road, there are the traffic lights. Somebody might drive rough. That driving is doing to get your mind away from where God wants your mind to be. Praise God. Now, 
as your mind is stayed on him, you begin to know his ways. David understood it. Opportunity came when to kill him. Um, what's his name? Saul. Twice. But David knew that. Yes, I've been anointed king. God is the one that anointed me king, Abby. God is the one that will crown me king. But not this way. He didn't want to work it out himself. Because see, those situations arise, bringing those pressures to get you out of God's plan. God's intention. God's will. Signing that matter. Praise the Lord. I hope we're getting something this evening. Praise God. Now, you see, the wisdom of God, it's sounding, it just makes faith. Praise the Lord. He is God. When he says it, it is done. If you just practice this, I thank God for that practical example of that scripture. Cast down that imagination. Then take a scripture. Concern, hold that scripture. Hold it. If another thought comes, say, I don't agree. Get out. I'm staying with God. Just get practical. And you will see. <laughs> God is faithful. Listen, you can take God's plans for me are plans of good and not of evil. In this situation, God's plan for me for this thing that I desire. If you keep repeating it, what you're doing is the enemy will keep running away. Do you understand? But if, if you're leaving your mind blank, you're opening it up. You have been exposed. Praise God. God wants you to finish well. Convince yourself. Say it. God wants me to finish well. This year, you will finish this year in grand style. Amen. According to the plans and purposes of God. So you finish it in grand style through what he said. He said he works all things. Getting you to that place is according to the counsel of his will. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, in closing, we'll just pray. I would want to... There's so many things I wrote here that... But time is not on my side here now. But we'll just pray. I wrote this prayer down. Let's rise to our feet. I don't know what you heard, though, but I believe by the Spirit of God, those scriptures should be what? They should just, you know, enter your spirit, enter my spirit. So that this year, no shaking. Mm, no, that no shaking is not a cliche. It's because of what you're standing on. That's the rock. That's the rock. Jesus, you're standing on Jesus. Yes, you stand. Gidigba. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me take the second prayer first. He said, Lord, since you make everything work, just hear it so that you can now pray it your own way. Understand it. Since you make everything work out according to your plan, please help me not to desire or pursue anything that will make me look like I'm kicking against the goats. I gave the goats example now. Kicking against Olumarok. Kicking against Zumarok. Imagine, can you praise God? You can't move it. So that means as one that is of God, every desire I want is what God wants for me. Let's go to God in prayer. Pray it the way, if you want to pray it. In the, but if you understood what I said, that see, Lord, since you make everything work out according to your plan, please help me not to desire or pursue anything that will amount to kicking against the goats or anything contrary to your will for me in the name of Jesus. There are things you might like, but they might be contrary to God's will for you. What you're asking is you want what God wants for you. Lord, I want what you want for me. Lord, concerning this matter, concerning this, just name that matter, but what God desires for you is what you want. Lord, that's what we desire. That's what we ask for, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. The last prayer we'll pray. I wrote here, I said, Lord, since the enemy's target is to try to get me to derail or abort your plans, processes, and timing in my life, please help me to know what to do per time to be in alignment with you. Let's look at um, Colossians 1. We'll use Colossians 1 verse 9 and pray. We ask him to fill us with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. He says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. So this one, you're praying for yourself. Let's go to God in prayer. The scripture is there. Ask the Lord to fill you with the knowledge of his will. So in that situation now, you're being shaken. Once you know the knowledge of his will, ask him to fill you with the knowledge of his will. Lord, fill us, O Lord, with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, O Lord, that we may walk worthy of you, fully pleasing you, O God, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Lord, fill us, O Lord. Fill my brother. Fill my sister. Fill us with the knowledge of your will, O Lord, per time, O Lord, that we may walk worthy of you, fully pleasing you, O God, and being fruitful in every good work, O Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Lord, help us, O God. Help us, Father. Help us, Lord. We look to you, O God. Our help is in your name, O Lord. Lord, help me, O God, in this matter, in this situation, Lord. Fill me with the knowledge of your will, O God. It is your will, O God, that I want to do, Lord. Give me understanding, O God, that I'll be like the sons of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel ought to do per time, O God. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 07-03-15-884-04. You can find us on Online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.